Hello guys, welcome back to Black Millennial. Hi friends. This week's episode is sponsored by Hot Combs because if you're hearing this, that means it's February 1st and that means it's Black History Month. Yes, my favorite month. Other than my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Today Mood is actually on this land, the iconic scene from Tyler Perry. Um what was it family reunion with Mm -hmm. um with two angels um maya angelo and now cicely tyson um it's very uh, much an iconic scene (laughs) said on this land she said look to your left look to your right young black men take your place we need you your sons and daughters need you did you understand what i just said You were sold off and had no choice. Yes, but now it's time to stay. Take your place. Now, starting now, starting now. Young black women, you are more than your thighs and your hips. You are beautiful, strong, powerful. I want more from you. Take your place. That was like very like that was like very ancestry, like what the fuck? Like <laughs> It was. And but the irony of that whole scene and now with um both of them transitioning and yeah. being ancestors now is just like it's beautiful. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like it, I will say one thing about Tyler Perry that he does he do get it right sometimes. Like that was very like relatable because we do that shit at family reunions a lot. Like mm-hmm. so that was a very much relatable like scene. It's always like that one I don't wanna say old ass aunt, but it's always <laughs> that one old ass aunt and like the great grandma, the reason why we all here and shit like yes. that. So yeah, it was very relatable. So iconic Absolutely. scene, Mace. Mace is Lee Tyson, rest in peace. Yes. So sad, so sad. Well, it's not really sad because, like, she lived such a full life. So, I, like, she, she did, deserves her rest. Like, you're right, but I feel like it's just some people that just supposed to be here, here forever, forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's just not how life works. So, Mm-mm. yeah, it's like it's it's it's. I don't I don't want to say bittersweet because that's like a weird like word to say, but yeah. I am at peace with her death because I feel like that she got her flowers while she was still here. Like she received everything that she deserved while she was still here. So Definitely. that was like beautiful to see, like for sure. And I got to pick up her book too as well. So Oh, same. It, the cover of it is so pretty. It's so, it's so like beautiful. Yeah. Like I love it. I need that. I need that in my book collection, like for sure. Thanks. So with with um black history month approaching and like tomorrow mm-hmm. or today today the episode <laughs> drop, <laughs> oh, um, you know in motive and thoughts we have a guided conversation around something that matters um you know it's intended to open the minds of you know our peers our listeners and just to encourage you know a thought of diversity so we censor each conversation around three core questions but today we're just going to like you know switch it up a little bit and we're just going to give y'all like a rundown of some cool historic stories y'all never heard before or like a backstory on like some things or like you know some liquor y'all drink or you know (laughs) (laughs) just like you know something different to like you know get y'all like you know just something different that we're going to do this episode so 
Sydney, would you like to start off? Of course. Um, so first, we're going to start off with why do Negroes love Hennessy so much? Too, and it's actually a really interesting like history. And I know sometimes um, we get stuck on like people from outside of our culture kind of like taking advantage of us because Hennessy is a French cognac. Um, Black Americans, we have no ownership in that at all. But the Hennessy family actually has a really close tie with Black Americans. And I thought it started with them um, like donating to HBCUs, which there's a really cool TikTok going around with this kid kind of explaining like how the Hennessy family donated so much to black schools um, back in the 70s and 80s. But even before that, I found out that when black soldiers, like after World War II, were just kind of like in France, like liberating the French people, they would show their appreciation to the black soldiers by like giving them French cognac, like cases and cases mm. of French cognac, like as a way to say, like, thank you for liberating us. And like you took care of us. or so we'll take care of you. Um, and that's how they kind of like soldiers became familiar with the Hennessy brand. And then stateside, Hennessy was one of the first like major international brands to have advertisements in black magazines. And that was a huge mm. deal then because like they weren't fucking with us. Wasn't nobody fucking with Jet. Um, right. Nobody was fucking with Ebony back then. So to see this international brand put advertising dollars into something that we did own, it meant a lot to our communities. And not only that, but their ads were like very tasteful. We have to remember this was like peak civil rights era time so the whites when they did put black people in advertisements it was more caricatures than anything and it just made us look stupid but Hennessy was very tasteful and always made us look hip and cool and smart and all those great things so black people were like shit they fucking with the campaign so we gonna fuck with them and now generations later black people still love Hennessy so yeah, that's niggas that. love Hennessy. I always <laughs> wonder, like, what was the like? Like, y'all take take y'all shackles off. Um, I definitely <laughs> do appreciate. Like, I definitely, I definitely do appreciate. Like, the you drop, you just dropping that like knowledge because I feel like that's very like needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. Like, it's very like that was very interesting. Like, very like wow, wowing. Now I see why people love it. Yeah, um, I don't like it per se. Maybe I'm just white, but say no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Hennessy is just not a liquor, not a liquor I would like try. But it's always in like my house or like right, you know, it's always exactly. around like a function or something. So I can see that connection. Like it's just always around. Like it's never a time I don't see Hennessy. Like anytime I go out, there's some type of Hennessy. So yeah, there's definitely type of some connection there, and I I love that. I just love the gym you just dropped on us. Thank you. We always so. <laughs> reference it in like hip hop songs. You go to college, the black parties, we always drink in Hennessy. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that like it has like a like an actual history behind it. It's not just like, yeah. oh, we do this because it's good, all we could in afford. And a good type of history, not like some racist type of shit. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like every like I feel like with me, every product I use, every like 
got a racist ass background. Yes, they got some like <laughs> race, racial undertone or some sh- like racial yeah. undertone or some shit like that. And I just don't like going through that process of having to Google a product and see who's the CEO and see and put racist next to their name and some shit pop up. Like, I don't like doing that all the time. Yeah, so, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> shit is just easy peasy like... It's cool. Like I don't want to keep going through this whole process of Google, Google these CEOs and just finding out their bitches and had like a they fucking. They hate black people. They did a Trayvon Martin fucking costume back in 2012. Like I don't right, see that. Like, right. I don't want to see that. So yeah, I think that's very interesting. And yeah. Yep, it's really cool. So um, the next, um, yeah, the next story is like close to you. Um, I yes, guess, yes, and it's yes. the move story. Or the move family story. I'm familiar with the bombing, like, because we know black people are getting bombed left and right. But the actual family or like the group behind the bombing, they have a pretty interesting story. Yeah, they was, well, according to Google, there was a black militant group. I wouldn't consider them militant because I feel like that's like a a word for like, that speaks violence. Mm-hmm. And in a way, they wasn't that. So I'm not going to describe them as that. But there was a group, I say that, that was just different. Like, they just lived life different. They was, like, the first vegans of vegans. <laughs> like, they just, like, went about life different. And they were just living their own fucking peaceful life in Philadelphia. A bunch of, like, you know, black people just, like, living life different. Not according to, like, you know, society norms, you know, American norms or, like, you know, like, white norms or whatever. And they've been, like... I guess I want to say white America and just like the Philadelphia Police Department, which is racism, been racist since the fucking beginning. Mm-hmm. Been fucking with them since like the seventies. So before the bombing, um, there's like an actual documentary that's that was on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but I can actually find the documentary name for y'all. But it just talks like talks about like the beginning of the move arc organization and just like how it got started and stuff like that and how um that what's the word I'm looking for? the the police involvement with them started before the bombing so mm-hmm. it was just like a it was like a build-up honestly so it was like they already had a plant per se yeah. and um it wasn't just like the bombing so yeah they just like it was one guy i'm trying to figure out his name and they actually like oh my god they got it on video you probably can google the video but like they whooped his ass like it was like 15 cops on top of him like literally like and he was a part of the move he was part of the move organization and i want to say i don't know if it was a john africa no it probably wasn't him i don't know guys because i'm not good with names and just like it was a long time ago so and i haven't watched a documentary in like fucking seven years so don't work me for it just google it but the story is right <laughs> but yeah they actually like whooped his ass and they locked him up or whatever and so just from the beginning the police already had involvement with the group in uh, in a bad way and it's just like you know when white people see something that's different they don't like it mm-hmm. so yeah so it's just kind of crazy because i feel like black people is never never able to express themselves differently they're only seen in one way like they're only seen as the the black people that like hip-hop that's loud that lives in a hood no they don't like black people that actually talks about like you know veganism and nutrition and shit like they don't like that shit they like what the fuck like no we don't need that we need your nigger ass <laughs> to, 
to be rapping mm-hmm. rap songs yep. and to be dropping out of school and be on the corner. Like, no, like, that's not us. That's not, like, I don't like that. So I just think that, I just think that my city, period, like, I don't think that our, like, racist history is talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Like, with the height of, like, the, the riots that recently happened, I want to say in October with, oh, what's the guy that, what's the guy that got shot and killed by the police? Oh, my God, I'm so bad Which with Which one? But, <laughs> <laughs> right, from my city, it was recently in October. I'm trying to figure his name. Was it Walter, Wal- no, was it Walter Wallace? I don't know, guys, I'm getting the name wrong. But with the height of that and those riots, like, you really see, like, how racist our police department been. And then we get a a police commissioner from Portland that have that had involvement of like some type of racist fucking like investigation back like maybe three years ago. So it been racist. Um like since like the sixties and seventies I would ask my grandma, I'm like, yo, like was like is it like was it bad? And she was just like, Yo, it was very bad, like very bad. Like my great grandma used to live on College Wall. Anybody from North Philly, anybody from like North Philly up to like Alany probably know what it is, but it's like a big ass wall. It's like a big ass college, okay? And it's like a big ass wall that's like built around it and my grandma would live down the street from it. And there was just like all types of riots with the police and stuff like that. It used to happen back in the seventies around it, like around that area. It was just very bad very bad very traumatic um it's just like i think philly need a lot of help my city need a lot of help like and i don't think that we talk about it enough um yeah and uh, it's just it's sad it's sad it's really sad and i don't have the mental capacity to sit up here and talk about everything today (laughs) so (laughs) Yeah, I just think that the move, the move movement, move the move movement and organization was so important to I want to say like Black liberation because mm-hmm. they was the embodiment of Black liberation. Like nothing that they did was the norm, and that's what I loved. They was very different. The way they raised their kids, the way they lived, the way they ate, it was just very different. It was very like you know unique in a way. Mm-hmm. And white people can't, white people, white people don't like that. <laughs> they don't yeah. like that. So, yeah, if y'all want to check out, um, if y'all want to read more on them, you can Google the move movement. Don't Google move bombing. Because if you, you if you Google that, then you're just going to get the information about bombing. I want y'all to read about the actual, the actual organization and how it started and the leaders and before the bombing and before everything. Just actually get to like, you know, the ins and out of the movement before the bombing. Because I think that's very important to their story. So if you want to, like, you know, get to know them, um, just Google them. Um, it's, uh, also, it's also an HBO documentary that just came out a couple months ago about one of the kids. I think his name was John Africa Jr. And he was actually in jail for, like, 40 years. Mm. And he tells his story about, um, you know, life after being in jail for 40 years. Also, I think he was one of the kids that was, um, that survived the bombing. So... Um, yeah, I think y'all should check out that um, documentary as well. And there's a move documentary that I was talking about that I have to find the title for. So I'll have that linked <laughs> when, a, <laughs> when a podcast drops. So yeah, definitely check them out. So, um, Do you want to tell them about the Divine Lorraine Hotel? The most spookiest <laughs> 
hotel ever in Philadelphia. You can't miss it when you take your ass down Broad Street. So I never knew who the hell Father Devon was until we came up with the podcast. I'm just like, okay, who the fuck? Like, what's the Devon Lorraine Hotel? That's the only thing I knew. I'm just like, every time I ride past this shit, it just gives me spook vibes. Like, um, interesting fact, um, Music Soul Child actually shot a video in the hotel i don't know i forgot which song it was maybe it was don't change or it wasn't love but i think it was don't change but he actually shot the video in this hotel and um i guess they used like one floor because the entire fucking hotel was just like corroded and like abandoned but yeah the hotel was biggest shit is like off broad and rich you can't miss it it's like a big big <laughs> ass hotel like so i just get like very like you ever seen jimmy bones <laughs> bones that's the vibes i get every time i just like see that or i walk past it i just get chills like i just get like jimmy bone vibes and like reading about father devon it's definitely bones reincarnated like okay like, it's like i want y'all to go watch jimmy bones the bones movie with snoop dogg and then read about father devon but he was like some spiritual leader in philadelphia um back in the day um he was on some i want to say scientology shit side note (laughs) (laughs) he was according to google and wikipedia he was like a spiritual leader back in like the early 1900s um he had like a small black congregation that actually like you know followed him he had like Mm -hmm. his own church and stuff and uh, his uh, his ideology a lot of people consider him a cult leader um i don't want to consider him that because he's black and you know so, some white person probably just described him as that <laughs> but i was just right. joking about that but some yeah like i don't want to consider him that but you never i don't know what his ide- ideology is i didn't read into it i don't i want to hope it's a documentary on it but i want to read into more into it but yeah he was on some kanye west shit so Maybe Kanye West, maybe he's Kanye West's dad. Hmm. All right. Now, see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they, like, I guess we compare him to Kanye because he had his people, like, off on the little ranch and everybody was following him. But that just brings, like, our... ranches in Philly, y'all. I don't know this story. This is so interesting. Like, I'm just sitting up here, like... so weak right now. I don't know. But that brings our motives and thoughts full circle because... Kanye West um, famously interrupted Taylor Swift um, at the Mm. MTV Music Awards because guess what? He was drunk off of Hennessy. Hennessy. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us full circle. It's perfect. Everybody, all black history is connected, clearly. Yeah, but actually the hotel of devon or the devon hotel whatever the hell it's called because it's so spooky to me it's <laughs> actually um it's not abandoned anymore i think some white people actually bought the damn hotel if i'm not mistaken they bought it and then they fixed it up so it's actually open i think it's apartments in there i wouldn't live in there i hope that my ancestors are haunting the shit out the white people that in there that's in there oh that bought the fucking um hotel so yeah because like what the fuck are y'all buying black shit for this keep man. y'all asses See, this is what happened when y'all buy shit and y'all know if it's haunted. Exactly. See? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, I actually think, I actually think it's, um, I actually think, um, some white people or some white constructors fucking break the hotel and they fix it up. So, hopefully my ancestors are in there, like, raising hell with them, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You are so <laughs> ridiculous, I swear. Anyways, okay, I would like to see it. This, I'm very excited about this segment because we get into some things. Um, if you follow me on social or even if you just know me, you know how much I despise capitalism. This mm-hmm. past week, the kids on Reddit decided they were going to crush Wall Street brick by brick. And it was beautiful. Um, we don't have to get too detailed in it because the stock market is really confusing. But the broke, whole so. right, the whole GameStop, um, AMC, all those things. It was it was great to see the powerful people in this country shaking in their boots because some kids you know got together was, on you know Reddit. What's also interesting about it, what is the ability? I was like, wow, we have the ability to do this. Oh, we're definitely a revolution is coming. <laughs> but yeah, like I just like it was just very interesting to see because I was like, wow, the ability to do this. I think that we really could have like we really could shake some shit if we wanted to shake some shit. Um, Big thanks. Niggas just don't fuck with Wall Street. Like Wall Street is just like where all the rich motherfuckers like. That's just like very rich and luxury <laughs> like it's just like we're all the rich motherfuckers at like when the when the news first broke i'm just like this is not i'm just mind my poor ass business <laughs> but then i seen what was going on i'm just like oh shit like they really just in here shaking some shit like wow like keep going but yeah i despise capitalism as well it's not something i support i'm all for like i don't want to say socialism because i'm still still trying to learn what that is but yeah i'm not here for capitalism it's not it's not good um it basically eats on the back of the poor and I'm not here for that because I'm poor. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, more things we would like to see. More challenges. We've seen the busted challenge, the silhouette challenge, the Joe Biden give me two thousand dollars challenge. Um But wanna we wanna see, see more of it. I wanna see scam white people with our challenge. Okay. Okay. Um. No, like I was just watching. I was just um watching this this white. First of all, it was this like white lady that went to a city girls concert. Oh my so god, she was exactly crying for going. She was crying because she went to a city girls concert and they made them wait. <laughs> they made them wait outside for seven hours, and they only performed two songs, and that was amazing because I love white people getting scammed because y'all been scamming us our entire life. But yeah. <laughs> And that's what you get for going to a concert in the middle of... Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. When you posted your post and said, who told me the pandemic was over? I low-key was like, yeah, because who told me the pandemic was over? Because... No, seriously. Everyone is outside. (laughs) Like, the clubs are packed. Everybody's eating out at restaurants. Disgusting. Like, ugh. You just... One thing about... One thing about this podcast, we on COVID shame. Period. We got your we got Every your episode, we gonna find a way, <laughs> even if your, it has nothing to do. James Green. <laughs> <laughs> we got we, your own candid camera. Yeah, like everybody, let's be a little more responsible. I don't understand why do you even at a time like this? Why would you even want to be in the club with a whole bunch of people sweating and breathing all over you? Ew. Blowing hookah smoke and spit all in the air. Gross. (laughs) Another thing I would like to see, um, I haven't got stimulated yet, so Joe 
Joe Biden, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, you've been two weeks and you're not making shit shake like I thought you was. Yeah, we on your necks. Just because Donald Trump is out the fucking office don't mean we on your necks. Where's the stimmies at? Period. We need more vaccines. Um, yeah, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. Anytime people on Twitter make a joke about Joe Biden owing them money, I laugh because, yeah, run us our checks. <laughs> run run everybody shit. their checks. Even people who weren't like who didn't qualify for him before like they need to get paid too everybody needs to get paid period yeah i don't like the whole like rule i would say about like some people not able to get well i i definitely think that people that make over a certain amount shouldn't because you don't need a semi check like you already make enough money but like people that's like in college i definitely think that college students need some type of relief as well like for one they're doing fucking like four classes a week they're home Mm-hmm. They need some type of relief as well. Like, damn, like y'all just leaving these niggas out here just like, damn, what the fuck? Like, that's on some crazy shit. But yeah, I definitely think some college students need some relief too. Like my sister, like she goes to school in Baltimore, and even though she's not on campus, you know, she got her own apartment out there, and it's just like, what relief do she have? Right. Like she needs some type of money. She needs some type of like stimmy, like to help her through. Like this, this shit ain't easy being in college during a pandemic. Like I could only imagine how that shit is. And I was, it was going to college, not in a pandemic was fucking hard. So just imagine going to college in a pandemic. Like it's very, very fucking hard as yeah. fuck. So I commend every college student at the moment that's knocking that shit out, that's getting that shit done. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you fell a class, you fell a class. Listen, it's a pandemic. Don't like. <laughs> No, I'm dead serious. Like, if you fell a class, listen, just take that shit up another semester. Like, don't f- like niggas is dying out here. Like, it's just literally. It's too much. Like, don't don't put, don't put that much pressure on y'all. So all the college students out here that's like actually getting that shit done, I commend y'all for sure. So that's what I would love to see. Like more college students get like some type of relief. Yeah, especially because like most of them won't have a graduation. Right. So maybe I don't know. America, like you need to figure it out in lieu of a graduation. And these them. loans ain't getting these loans ain't getting suspended. Period. Um, they still like, gonna have going to pay on? these loans. <laughs> like Jesus, they gonna pay themselves. Like I ain't never paying my loans back. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. They ain't just that's just one bill I'm not paying. Y'all just get it in blood. Life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what y'all have to do? Get that shit in blood. Do you want to draw some blood? Cause I ain't paying that shit. Fuck that. Period. Okay, <laughs> this last one I really love. People stop trying to monetize every hobby or idea. Big old facts. Once again, that mm. goes back to capitalism and people thinking they have to make money off of everything. Everyone has become like so. Just like money driven and money hungry that it's it's disgusting. Like if somebody tells you, oh, wow, you made some really good macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving. That does not mean you need to start selling plates. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what like I don't know what it is. And I get it. We're in the age of like a gig economy. Everybody has the side hustle, blah, blah, blah. But dog, some idea, like some things need to just be strictly hobbies. You're you're just doing it for the fun of it because you enjoy yeah. it. It eases your stress. Stop trying to make money off of everything, please. Yeah, um, I look at that 
um, in two ways, right? Because mm-hmm. with me and my community and my city, I see a lot of young entrepreneurs, especially like with the height of COVID. I see a lot of young entrepreneurs coming out with like jewelry, jewelry businesses, just like lash businesses. Um, my best friend, she has her own perfume business. So it's just like I see like a lot of unique businesses and I don't mind it. I love it. Um, get your bread. Um, chase that dream. I love to see black entrepreneurship. I love to see black ownership, black businesses. But one thing I also want people to know is that it's not easy being an entrepreneur. You just can't wake up and say, I want to do this. I want to sell this. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you see someone else on Instagram do it or just see it like being popular don't mean that you need to do it. Some shit is just for some shit. God put people on certain paths because that's their path. It's not yours. Okay. Just mm-hmm. because you did your hair cute today don't mean you be out here need to be doing frontals. And that's no hating shit, but I'm just being honest. Like, every hobby, like you said, every idea don't need to be monetized. For instance, mm-hmm. versus that don't that didn't need to be a monetized. Oh like, my god, they ruined it. Production thing, y'all ruined the shit out of it because for one, versus was first of all, it didn't even have a name. We bent first of all the song versus song artist by artist, like artist for artist thingy thing was already created years ago. Um, it was it always been a thing, but it wasn't like a thing on like a how can I say like a, a social media or a platform thing. Mm-hmm. So when it was introduced, actually it was made by the community. It wasn't made by Timberland or Swiss Beats. It was made by the community, Black Twitter. Um, we came up with that idea. So of course you're going to see like elitists and capitalists still the idea and run with it i mean i didn't mind it because i'm just like okay well cool but when y'all start making like logos and y'all start doing social media marketing and start making money and getting sponsorships and shit like that then i like okay and then the you know the uniqueness and the uniqueness and the originality just go away because it's just like y'all more concerned about getting money that keisha cole and ashanti battle should never went like that at all period but you know why I won't like that? Because y'all got sponsorships, y'all got all this crazy shit going on. You got these motherfuckers up here, like, they in a ring together. Like, we don't need that. <laughs> I like the old drunk verses when niggas was just drunk on live, couldn't even fucking baby faces right, fucking going in their live home from a studio. And shit. Like, right. Androids fucking up, like, Signal fucking up. Like, I miss that. So, yeah, like, I just think that sometimes I'm tired of, like, you know, for me, I said this before, I'm just tired of digesting my culture through mm-hmm. forms of capitalism. That's what yes, I'm talking Yes, absolutely. Just, we saw the Doritos like, bag longer than we saw Keisha Cole. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just tired of doing that. Like I'm just tired of like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Like this got this costs money or to enjoy this, I gotta do this. Like I'm tired of it. Like I miss when I was young and I can just enjoy shit. That's it. Shit for what it was. That's now everything it. is just a dollar sign. Like, I get it. Make your money. But like, come on, like shit don't need to be like like oh my god, like what the fuck? Like And then we in a pandemic. Niggas is broke. Yeah. I'm not paying it's no, gross. like niggas is broke. Like, come on, like it's very gross, but yeah. That's something I, I just don't want to see. But to the black young black entrepreneurs that's out there that's honestly getting it like you know in a good way in the right way i definitely commend you i love to see it keep opening those businesses in the correct way keep doing you but all the motherfuckers are just cooking yams at thanksgiving dinner and saying i'm about to open platters do platters no we're not doing that (laughs) i just want us to think long term they wasn't good they was just sweet your yams was just sweet as shit they're not good there's it's like diabetes 
Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I yeah. just want us to think long term. Like all everybody popping up and being like, I'm an entrepreneur who sells lashes. Friend, is that going to be profitable in five years? <laughs> like what? Look, come on, guys. Like if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. I could go on all day. I'm not even going to do that to myself, though, or to the listeners. So let's move on. <laughs> Who run well, the world? Yeah, that wraps up our, our segment I would like to see. So we're on Who Run the World. And we know who run the world, black girls. <laughs> segment. <laughs> this segment is to amplify women and the LGBT community and any other demographic that's overlooked or not represented. So today we just wanted to cater this just to the lovely, the beautiful, the most iconic, the most talented, if legendary head. If legend, like if I was to describe legendary, I would describe it as Cicely Tyson. Right. That's that. She's like the embodiment of legendary. She's the embodiment of iconic. She's the embodiment of so many beautiful words out there. And mm-hmm. it was saddening to see her go because she reminds me so much of my great grandma. Like literally, like she reminds me. Like when I look at her, I'm like, damn, she reminds me so much of my great grandma. So it was kind of rough. To it was kind of rough at the beginning, but just to see the love, the, sh- the outpour for her, um, for her to see, just so many people just like you know love on her, and not, mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of sad posts. I didn't see a lot of oh my god, this is just so fucking sad. Like I'm just like I seen love, I seen respect, I just seen that's what I I seen and I loved it, um. You know, one person that really, like, made me a little emotional was Viola Davis. She said something along the lines like, you made me see myself or something like that. Like, some, like she said something along the lines of, like, being a dark-skinned actress. And I'm like, wow, mm. like, I didn't even, like, I didn't even notice how important Cicely Tyson was to, like, um, darker actress like Viola Davis. Yep. Because that was, like, the first time, like, Cicely Tyson, like, just, like, her, her resume is just... I that. Gotta put that shit in the put that shit in the museum. Yeah, <laughs> like put that shit in the the Smith the Smithsonian. Like just put that shit in the museum. But I didn't like you know notice how important she was to like darker actress. So that was very like emotional. Like I kind of like it made me a little teary eyed. So yeah, like just Cicely Tyson is just so fucking amazing. Like wow, like. <sighs> just yeah. so amazing. And if you really want to cry though, because I know for some like not trying to like make people emotional but for some people crying really is cathartic Mm -hmm. go on youtube or you can catch it on own whenever like it's on but oprah is airing her legends ball and i don't know if you're familiar with it but like back in the day oprah used to have a weekend where she would invite Mm -hmm. all her famous rich ass friends to her estate and they would just like have fun for a weekend and it would culminate in a Sunday service. And oh, I think the last one was so well, the one that like she's been broadcasting or whatever, it was so long ago. And all of these legends were alive. Cicely Tyson was there. Um, Coretta Scott King, whose death mm-hmm. we just remembered, she was there. Just like all these heavy hitters. And it's like, shit, we really are like losing our legends. Mm-hmm. But in a way, we're also like still creating legends because we have I'm the Issa Rays, we have the Beyonce's. 
Um, yep. So I like, oh, it's just so good. So if you get a chance, look it up on YouTube or watch it on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Wait, is she? Because um, it is on YouTube, but is she like re-airing it like mm-hmm. in the next like days or something like yeah, that? Yes. So just check like. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check because I need that recorded yeah. to my DVR because that's something like I think that's like something that should be on DVD. That oh you my god, so like, good! Yes, that's like I would say like I wouldn't say that's like the uh, that's like equivalent to like you know the Michael Jackson um the Michael Jackson concert. Yes, had. it was like the early 2000s where like everybody was fucking there performing for him. Yes, that's like the older like the legend legends like type of this like that. Yes, which and it's so crazy because like. The way that Oprah invited her guests, it was like mm-hmm. the legends. One group was called the legends, and the other group was called the youngins. The youngins, and this yeah, was, so yeah, was like remember? And this yeah, was like 2006. Like yep. mm-hmm. Yes, and like Yolanda Adams, who, in yep. my opinion, is like like now she's a legend. A legend. So. Yeah. It's just really yeah, cool I didn't to even see. Think about that, like wow, I know, so right? There's actually like yeah, legends like Mariah Carey. Who Ra- else was on the Mariah Dam Carey? Like, like, wow, like it was beautiful. Was, I think Tony Braxton was there too. Yes, Angela um, Bassett was there. Bassett, Cece and BB like, Yes, everybody, um, and she had the white people there too, like mm-hmm. the white icons. It was just, yeah. oh, that damn that Oprah. Yeah. That was amazing. But also, I just want to like say something real fast. This might be funny. <laughs> but Tyler Perry, we didn't need to know that you was fucking I forgot what he said in his post, but he said some crazy shit like, Oh, Oprah called me and told me, like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, bro, shut up. Let like, that man on. grieve. No, cause he said some he said some uh, some elitist shit and was just like uh, he said some crazy shit. I wanna go to the Instagram post, but yeah, but Tyler, get the fuck out of here. But I will say about Tyler Perry, um, he took very care he took very good care of Cicely Tyson. He did. Very, 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 very good care of her. Um, I think it was said that he paid her three times the three times the amount that like you know that was originally discussed or worked Mm -hmm. out or contracted into her like role or whatever Mm -hmm. so i will say that he definitely took very good care of her she was actually his son godmother that's beautiful so that's like imagine what imagine growing up and saying Cicely tyson was my godmother like i would be like give me a crown like (laughs) but Talk to yeah, nice. I will say Tyler Perry did take very good care of her. Um, yeah, I will say that about him. <laughs> <laughs> our next segment is reclaiming our time, where we put our nerd glasses on, we push them back on our face in order to get a different view of the world. Reclaiming our time is about political education and ensuring that our people can make the best, most informed decision about our political leaders. Um, we already went over like Robin Hood versus the people and like the whole um, stock market thing. Check our social medias if you want to dive deeper into that, if you're still like super confused about it. But the revolution is upon us. Something something is brewing somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the 99% are getting sick of being broke. <laughs> like that's I just... Also I also think it is the new generation too. Like the Gen Zs are, they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like At all. The Gen, Z, the Gen Zers and like the Zillennials, because that's what my, uh, we're supposed to be. I want to say Gen. You're Gen like Z. a cusp. 
yeah, I'm like a cuss. So they call us, they call us zennials. So we're like, yeah, half millennials, half Gen Zs. So they call us zennials, and I'm mm-hmm. born '98. So, um, I think with our generation, and I don't know how old you are, but our generation and like the next generation are like fed the fuck up, and I, you can kind of see that, and because I think. AOC is a millennial, right? Mm-hmm. You can kind of see that in Congress as well. And I think that what Congress is doing at the moment, like, you know, hopefully with the new, you know, with the new president, the vice president, they're speaking more to the younger America than the older America. Because when new presidents come in, I always felt like they was all about, oh, healthcare for the older or, you know, that's, which is fine, which is good. But they always spoke to like the older, the home owning people, the car. But it's just like, that's cool. But there's also a whole flip side of America that's also young shit that's in college that's broken shit as well. So... I think that the younger generation is getting tired and they understand that also we run the world too. So like if we can make shit shake if we want, like we're hackers, we know technology. <laughs> so we're going to mm-hmm. hack Wall Street, like shit like that. So it's just like, I think that the new generation is um tired. I think that they just not having that shit anymore. Like, listen, we run this shit like we elect y'all. So I think that that's exactly what's going on, and I love AOC, I love, you know, Cori Bush, fuck Marjorie, whatever her fucking name is, that's out here walling. Um, <laughs> did you hear about her? Yeah. She's According, been tripping for a long time, though. She gonna say, I just filed, I just filed articles of impeachment for Joe Biden. Like, bro, like, what? Like, why would you yeah. even waste your time? Like, Yeah. I filed her under those people that, like, if we just ignore them, they'll go away. Yeah, like the whole like harassment attention. thing. Like, since she was walking through a federal building without a mask on, like, yeah, of course, over I'm going to tell you to put your mask on. Yeah, I think America is due for like a good shaking up. We haven't had like large scale institutional change since like the 60s. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, what's happened? Like, we haven't had major gun laws changed or like major civil rights change right. since the 60s um besides like i don't the inclusion of like same-sex marriage but that was kind mm-hmm. of like one moment um right yeah i need like i'm ready i'm ready to see Shish. if america yeah is really the country it says it is dun 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 mm-hmm. We'll see. (laughs) Next time time on Dragon Ball Z. Right, we'll find out. Um, Also, (laughs) AOC drug Ted Cruz for filth. She drugged that man by his ankles across Twitter, as she should have, though, because now don't say you want to be bipartisan and you want to reach across the aisle and both sides should work together, blah, blah, blah. When you incited the riots. Oh, my goodness. Y'all were literally plotting and planning my demise two weeks ago. And because they They backfired, now you want to make peace? Mm Mm-mm. What is nope. Congress going to do about the the Republicans that incited it and that was was like helping out with the riots that's a good question and i don't think congress is going to do anything unless we the people put pressure on them to Mm -hmm. do it so if you are in a state 
that has one of those um, Republican senators who's showing their ass and embarrassing you, you need like to Margie, write them. She need to take yeah. her ass, take her ass out of here. Ted yeah. Cruz need to go. With the boy with the bony ass face. I don't know what his name is, but he need to go. Everybody that voted to um, object during the um, electoral college vote needs to go. Yeah, basically. Because it's just like I'm just. I'm tired of this country, y'all. I'm about to move to Pluto. Okay. You have fun <laughs> with that. <laughs> and, other, and, and other things. I actually love AOC. Hopefully she's our future president because I fucking love her. She did have some, like, you know, some things that I was just like, e, but I think that's what every every um, every um politician, I don't think every politician is um correct. But I, th- I like AOC. I think that she's very um assertive. And we need yeah. that. I think that we need assertiveness. Um, so, yeah, I love her. And it's always fuck Ted Cruz. It's always fuck um, Nancy Reagan. It's always fuck Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that, but it's always fuck y'all too. Like, for sure, fuck Nancy and Reagan. Like, Ronald, like, fuck y'all. Because it's just fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> I need a shirt that say that. Nah, real shit is always fuck with Nancy and Ronald. Like, what the fuck? Like, you just gotta wake up and say, "Damn, like, fuck Nancy and Ron, like Ronald." That, that's that facts. Sometimes. That's funny, it's but that's also like- facts. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm I'm not upset about that at all. But no, um, I think uh, I wanted to say this is not on our list, but I wanted to say something about like how this pandemic had like in ways showed me that money isn't real. No, like, nothing's real. Money really is. Money's real, not bro. real. Like, really Time's just made not this real. Shit up and printed paper and told us to just like, okay, this costs this. This shit is not real. Like we really just be out here living like un norm. Because I don't think money is not normal. Like God didn't just put us here and was like, okay, money was created. No, that shit. Just, we just made that shit up. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like crazy because our entire like existence revolve around money. Like if you don't have money. You're you're gonna die if you have Pretty no money. Much. You're gonna die. So that's like a death Pretty sentence. You, if you're homeless, you have like you you have like a higher rate of dying. Like and that's mm-hmm. fucking sad as shit. Like it's just fucking crazy. Like it's sad. It's very sad. I think it's what city? It was a article that I read. Where is though? It was actually Texas. And the governor said something about like homelessness and how they're going to be like, you know, basically like taking them off the streets or something like that. Not in a good mm-hmm. way, but like taking them from the parks and stuff like that. And I'm just like, y'all spending more money trying to get them off the street than actually helping them out. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money these states and cities be getting that they can actually start of like start like um a home, like a housing program or some shit like that? Like it's like fucking crazy as fuck like it's just like sad and like it's just very sad like this country will have literally walk past a motherfucker that's just like laying on the ground that has nothing like it's mm-hmm. just it's, mm-hmm. it's just fucking it's just like crazy like it's forever fuck this country like for sure and it's fuck nancy and ronald anyway <laughs> again <laughs> again again <laughs> but on our, um, i think that we had another one to reclaim our time we just wanted to talk about michelle and barack looked at very wonderful at the inauguration michelle always come through with the fashions the hair it was the hair for Ugh, me. beautiful it was the curls the part 
she definitely got a nice perm, nice little oil treatment. She def got that shit the night before. Def had her rolls. She took her rolls out in the car. <laughs> like she took her rolls out know. in the car. It was so she was so pretty. She was so so pretty. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the work criminal Barack. Say no, let me stop playing y'all. What is wrong with you? Let me stop, yo. It's Sunday. And, and there's a snowstorm coming. So Okay, this is weird, and this is off topic, but why do black people call you and tell you the weather? Like, my grandma called me this morning at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning and was like, because oh. <clears throat> my sister here from Baltimore, right? It's her birthday. Happy birthday to my sister, by the way. She turned 21. But my grandma called me, right, and was like, yeah, um, you know, it's a snowstorm coming. What, um, what Kaya going to do? You know, it's really about to get bad. They talking about 20, 25 inches. The news said 10 to 15, y'all. <laughs> people always spicing something. Like, I'm like, I don't know what she going to mind. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. And my sister had a party <laughs> last night. So I'm kind of like tired as fuck. I'm like, hello. She's like, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be really bad. I'm like, ma'am. Leave I love alone. grandmothers. That's <laughs> like, so funny. I love grandmothers. Man, they are literally like, the best. Yes, the best nurturing, the best kid. Like, oh my god, I love y'all so much. Like, I, I, I adore that. Like, that's like I look, I look forward to like phone calls like that. Even though that's like damn, why eight o'clock in the morning? But yeah, I look forward, yeah, I look yeah. forward to calls like that. Like, it gives you like <laughs> shout out to all the young, grandmas. Like, my great grandma that passed, may she rest in peace. She used to like, I would like go outside with like a hoodie, and she like, where you going? Ah, go put that coat on. Like shit, like that is just like I missed it. Like I, I missed it. Like you know how they like, where the hell are you going? Nah, put that coat on. Them ears gonna get cold. Put that, put that hat on. Like bro, like it's like then by the time you walk to school, you be hot as shit. Like you be sweating. <laughs> like you got all this shit on. By the time you get to school, you be hot as shit, sweaty as shit. Like now you got to get a catch a pneumonia because they made you fucking layer up like okay. three hoodies and the hat and gloves. <laughs> but nah, like that was funny as shit. But. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how we had how did we end up here? Anyways, um you want to go to mm-hmm. tweets on fire cuz I'm sure. excited to talk about this. Um we want to talk about the girls who the couple who went to Bali on a visa um and decided to extend their own stay. Um, and then like when we talked about this in the writer's room, it was really good discussion because it's like, yeah, they were wrong for like overstaying their welcome and then trying to make money off of it. But also like now more things are coming out. Like I saw like the Indonesian travel authority tweet last night and be like hey if you're working from home come come to bali and it's like what after y'all just made that big ass deal about them girls right so um i know how you like pretty much feel about it but let's let's discuss it a little bit Mm -hmm. like we you can be both right and wrong in a situation um and then like with the internet did they expose themselves too much? Like, did they tell too much of their business? How do you feel? Um, if I was living, I'm sorry, y'all. If I go to Pluto and I'm living free out here, I ain't paying taxes. I ain't telling y'all shit. 
<laughs> I ain't telling you shit. Niggas out here living tax Thanks. free. Um, I'm only paying thirty dollars a month for rent. Yeah, y'all fucking tripping. I ain't telling y'all shit. Say no. Yeah, but you would never know. You would never know. But I do think that with this new, I just think that like with social media, like with Instagram, my little lips too. But with Instagram. <laughs> With Instagram and like Snapchat and TikTok and Twitter, I do think we have a tendency of telling more than what we need to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that with me, if I'm living in another country, for one, I don't like people. I don't like telling people where I live at, how much I pay rent. Right. It's like if I'm trying to pitch you on, I'm not gonna get on Instagram. I'm just like, yo, sis, like I'm living in body for thirty dollars. Like you want to come over? I'm not gonna get on Instagram and have the entire fucking country come over because for one, we already know this country ain't shit. So we gonna want to go anywhere that we paying thirty dollars for rent. (laughs) It ain't no taxes. Like yeah. So I just think that yeah, like with this, like with this generation and just. Just like you know with the height of social media i think that we do tell more than what we're supposed to tell mm-hmm. i think that i didn't mind her um going over there and like you know living tax free and this is not overstaying her i don't want to say overstaying her visa because i feel like in ways you're just adopting structures of colonization and i'm not cool with that I get it, you know, you know, I get it. Like, I don't want, you know, because I, I just think that also they're being like the poster child for it. And it's just like, they're just trying to make an example of them. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the adoption of like colonization and going to another country and staying free. I'm not cool with that. Um, Facts. That's true. It's too. just like, you know, like they got like Texas is for people that's like in the military, that's like senior citizens. And like, it's very helpful. Well, not in our country because they use taxes on bullshit. But like in other countries, they probably do. You know, utilize it in the mo- in a mo- more helpful way. So mm-hmm. not paying taxes and overstaying your visa is kind of like yes, it's what you doing. Like bring your ass back. Like, but I don't like the I don't like the whole idea of just like making them like the poster child and making an example of them. I'm not cool with that either. So you're right. It's no wrong or right. I just think that they told too much, and you could have just went back to the countries and came back and got another visa. Like. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, just kept your crib and came back. Like, but, you know, we just tell too much sometimes. And sometimes yeah. it's on our ass. And now they about to have your ass locked up. Like, it's just crazy. Looking crazy. Uh, but that's another full circle moment. Because earlier in this episode, we were talking about how you don't need to make money off of everything. And if sister mm-hmm. would have just not tried to sell a little ebook, she probably would have <laughs> been cool. Like, people make tips about how to go overseas and do X, Y, Z. Like, they do that all the time. People have full YouTube channels right. dedicated to that. So she probably would have been good with the little Twitter thread. But the time she tried to make some money, clink, mm-hmm. clink, <laughs> got deported. So yeah. let that be a lesson, so now everybody. I a, I ha- now I have, like, a, I have like a question now. Because how is that different from... Like, how is that different from, like, you know, like, Mexicans or, like, you know, people coming over from the border? Like, how different is that? Because I know, like, you know, that happens a lot in our country. So, like, yeah, I can be mad at her. But it's just, like, why am I not mad at the, you know, those people that's crossing the border? Like, that's just kind of, like, it's like a crazy ideology. And it's kind of, like, it's weird. Like, it's, like, a weird thing to think about because I feel like that shit happened in our country. And it's, like, I don't give a fuck. But, like, it's probably because I don't give a fuck because I feel like we have nothing to lose. And it's just, like, I don't want that to happen to another country. Like, fuck our country. I don't give a fuck about here. Like, I honestly, I really don't care. 
but don't go to another country and do that shit. Like, cause where are we going? Where are we going to go? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, once we, once we not give a fuck about the U.S., like, where are we going to go? Like, we need somewhere else to go. So don't do that shit over there. Like, but I really just don't give a fuck about this country. Like, use it how y'all want. Like, this ain't even, this ain't even, that's not even their land. That's not even our land. <laughs> like, so it was just like, I really don't give a fuck about it. But like, yeah, to other countries, I feel like if you're not going to like go about it in the right way, just be quiet. Y'all just be incriminating yourselves. Like, ain't no yeah, way I'm that, telling that's y'all. That's the moral no of the story, really. Like, yeah, like, ain't no way I'm telling y'all I'm out here fucking having $30 rent and I ain't paying taxes yeah. and I'm living in this beautiful ass, like, Indonesia fucking, like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. Just shut up. Everybody just be quiet. Keep your business to yourself and to those who need to know it, to those who are happy for you. And other than that, like, shit. Keep yeah. people out your business. For sure. Anyways, so that's that internet. If you are listening to this and you planned to overshare this week, this is your sign not to do it. Not to. <laughs> do the opposite. Shut up. Um, next we have Bops and Bangers, which like I feel like there's so I can't even keep up with the amount of new Yo, content listen. that's being pushed out. <laughs> Bro, dead ass, like it's I'm so sorry, much. Bro, bro is gender neutral to me, but Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. absolutely. But, yeah, like um with me, I just been like, ah, like me and my friends, like we'll like get on FaceTime we'll be like, okay, yo, what we watching this week or what did you watch? Like you gotta watch this, you gotta watch that. And I told y'all last week, um, I was watching Your Honor, but I've been watching a lot of documentaries. So it's like this new um crack documentary on um Netflix and it just talks mm-hmm. about like the crack epidemic and how the government played a part in it. Like, you know, it's always fuck me and seeing Reagan, Trash. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it actually just like it's just touched on like the crack epidemic and one important thing that I think that it was very good that they focused on was how the crack epidemic affected black women and black mothers and i think that when we talk about the crack epidemic we don't talk about that a lot and the way they included that into the documentary was very like it was very helpful in a way because i never thought about it in that way and it made me like understand and i got this theory like this documentary theory like this like not theory but like a how can i say it anthropology is that the, is that the word I'm looking for, y'all? I'm sorry, but I'm all over the place today. But I think if y'all haven't seen the documentary Grass is Greener, right? I think that y'all should watch that first because it sets you up to like explain how like we came about in the country and like how it was criminalized and like how mass incarceration started. And then you should go into the crack epidemic on Netflix next. And then it talks about like the crack epidemic and how that started. And then watch 13th after that. So because Grass is Greener and crack sets you up to explain like how mass incarceration really started and then it goes into like the whole like crime bill and stuff like that so i think that those are three documentaries you should watch so grass is green at first the crack epidemic um netflix documentary and then watch 13th when you watch those three your mind is going to be fucking blown and then read the new jim crow and then you're going to be um you're going to be an abolitionist (laughs) (laughs) facts <laughs> but Big no, I facts. think those are amazing. Those are amazing documentaries. Y'all definitely did check that documentary out. Um, that's about it right now at the moment. What you been watching and listening to? Um, I don't know. I can't even. I'm telling you, like, I can't even keep up with it. Like yesterday, 
or no Friday, a movie with freaking Denzel Washington came out. Gotta which watch that on HBO Max. Who yet like that. it's just so much shit coming out, and then I don't music. Everybody's dropping music. I feel like I I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep up. Oh, I can give you another one. It's a um. It's a documentary called Mother. I say Mother Monsters Preacher. It's on Oxygen. It's about so back in the '80s, there was this guy called Gary Odenick. He was like a crazy ass white person. He was a serial kidnapper and a serial killer. So oh basically, God. he was. Um, it was back. It was back in the '80s in Philly too. So. I want to say the late 80s, so like maybe 86, 87. And he kidnapped like five to six. I don't know the number. Maybe it was four to five. I forget. But he kidnapped like four to five black prostitutes. And he had this like weird obsession of like making him, making them his like, like basically having sex with them and making like a whole tribe of kids in his own way because he was like very like fucking crazy and sick. So he kidnapped these like black, um, um, prostitutes and he was basically like torturing them and like killing them and like abusing them and like chopping their bodies up and it was just like what? very fucking crazy yes and he was like a preacher he was trying to be a preacher like so basically he like created his church in his house and he was trying to have like this following and like this church following or whatever and basically he was like having church upstairs and basically torturing these black women in the basement and it just like the documentary i didn't know how fucked up the police department in philly again um handled that um like just handled the investigation like they didn't give a fuck that it was just a white man like the cops was coming to the house and they didn't give a fuck it was just like so much i can't even like set up here because if i explain it it's just going to like be like a whole hour but y'all should check it out it happened back in the 80s um back in the 80s in philly and it's very important if you want to just talk like if you just want to learn about like how like poorly police departments are and how much they get paid they should not be getting paid for the work that they do literally like dead ass like they should not be getting paid that much for the work that they're sitting up here doing. Like, and it was very, it was a very good documentary. It's called um, Monsters Preacher on Oxygen. You can check that documentary. I think it's like a two-hour special. Um, it's the two survivors. The two survivors explain like the entire like the entire like traumatic experience, and they meet for the first time since being captured by the police in the basement. So it's very good. Like y'all should check it out. Like it was, it's very good. And also it's like a Steve Wilkos episode where one of the survivors went on there and explained as well. So yeah, so I say Google the case first and Google the entire story and then check out the documentary so you can like, it all come like full throttle for you. So that's good. That actually sounds terrifying. It's very terrifying. Like it scared the shit out of me. I don't think I, I didn't even go to sleep that night after watching that. People are crazy as hell. Philly was crazy in the 80s. White people just fucking like, oh my God. You know what? Sometimes I watch, I like, I watch um, Oxygen a lot because I love true crime stuff. Mm -hmm. America was wild in the 80s. Like you can take any city, Atlanta, Oakland, Philly, Chicago, New York City and be like, okay, what was going on in the eighties? And it was Cereal some wild ass shit. And coke yeah. and crack. It was the crack. It had to have been. <laughs> it was all the damn crack because everybody lost their mind. 
Like can you imagine, some wild like, I, shit. I don't even know when the last time we had a serial killer in like the the country. Like, but, like right. can you imagine every fucking week waking up as a new serial killer? Like, I'm not coming outside, bro. Like, do you like, know how terrifying that had like, to have been? Terrifying, like. And then, like, they didn't really have DNA. So it's it's really, like, if you were good at killing people, shit, you just got away with it. Because who's going to catch you? I think the serial killers turned into mass shooters, but... Yes. (laughs) Clearly. They turned into, but... Yeah, I don't like, know. That shit was I wild. The 80s was just wild. And it's also a new serial killer documentary on Netflix called The Night Stalker or The Night Walker. One of them. Night but Stalker. Yes. Night Stalker. You have to that. watch that in broad two. daylight. <laughs> watch it in the middle of the day with somebody else with you and pray afterwards. Because Is it that crazy? I'm just, I just started Yes, I'm two, telling so. you, people are psychotic. And you just never know. It's always the people that are like super unassuming or that you just wouldn't pick to be like a yeah, maniac. It's weird. it's weird because I actually love serial killer documentaries. And I do too. Like, I told you I love true I love, crime. I love the, it's um, so the Hannibal Lecture. I love all the Hannibal Lecture movies. Like I love Silence of the Lamb, Red Dragon. Like if y'all want, like if y'all want to get like if you like um like true crime and stuff like that and just like serial killers, check out the um Hannibal Lecture movies. They're really good. Start with Silence of the Lamb and then work your way to is it Red Dragon X or something like that? I don't know. But yeah, work your way there. It's really good. Um you'll be stuck the entire day watching those because <laughs> I love them. So yeah, like those are something y'all can also check out. That's creepy as hell. Anyway, you ready for our next segment? Sure. Why not? <laughs> three things to stand is always about three things that we are loving right now. It can be brands, items, concepts, or feeling. Um, like I said before, if you're listening to this, that means it's February 1st. That means it's the beginning of Black History Month. So I am just standing every Black person who is listening to this episode right now, every Black person who has persevered, every Black person, period, just Black people in general. I'm standing us as a culture, a community, and a motherfucking record label. I love period. us. <laughs> Those are, that's mine. Wait, that's your three? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I usually never know who I'm standing until like the until we get onto the topic, but I'm gonna stand myself. Mm-hmm. For one, um, I got back into the gym. I've been two weeks in the gym, and guys, I lost 15 pounds. So I'm so proud of myself. Just sticking to a diet and just being consistent in the gym. Um, it was very mm-hmm. hard trying to do that in the beginning, but now I feel like I got that. Like I got it. So now I'm going full throttle with it. So I'm just proud of myself and just sticking to it and just like making more healthier choices when it comes to my eating. Like this pandemic. Like you know, I have never in my life weight this much so it's just like it just like kind of look weird on me like and if you knew me like maybe like five years ago you'd be like yo Karan you was bony as shit like oh my god like if I show us some throwbacks you'd be like yo you was hella bony like what the hell like but like you know I got like fucking my mom got like my mom got nice hips and y'all I got hips I feel like the guy off the girlfriends what's his name uh <laughs> What's his name? Oh, William. William. No, you the guy that like had the hips. 
That's him, God, William. That was not his name. The guy that had the okay. hips. It was his name. That they was dating the guy. I think Tony was dating the guy with the big hips, and he was wearing a girdle. Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like, listen, I got my mom hips, y'all. Like, y'all, people keep so walking weak. around calling me thick, and I'm not cool with that name. Like, I'm cool off that thick name. Like, what the hell? Like, stop calling Come me on, thick. Come on, thicky. Like, <laughs> thicker like a snicker. Like, no, we're not doing that. But, yeah, I'm just thinking of myself for I'm just being consistent and jamming, being proud of myself on that. Um, mm-hmm. Two, uh, I really don't, like, I just want to stand, um, I just want to stand everybody on our team. Y'all just amazing. I just like, I just love working with y'all. I look forward to every meeting. I just look forward to every writing room. I just look forward to every text message in the group, the group chat, the good mornings, the happy Fridays. I look forward to every connection and interaction with y'all. I love y'all so much. Like y'all just very talented. Um, Shout out to Jameer for putting us together and connecting us. Like just sending everybody on this beautiful black ass team. Ain't nobody fucking with us. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just seeing y'all. Y'all are very beautiful. And three. <sighs> I don't know who else I'm seeing y'all, but I'm just, I don't know. Who can I stand? Give me some eye. Huh? Okay, we're just gonna move on. We're just gonna move on. I don't know who to stand. But <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm we're gonna stand Nicki Minaj. Move. Okay, we're gonna stand Nicki Minaj just because Nicki Minaj is Nicki Minaj. Okay. Period. There you go. There we go. <laughs> my favorite segment. <laughs> we're coming to an end, guys. So it's my favorite segment, close a mantra, because I always leave. I love leaving y'all with like some type of quote, some type of motivation, some type of motivation, or just like something to leave you thinking for the next episode. And, you know, we call this Let Someone Know. So in the writer's room, we couldn't find a quote or like something to give y'all for this episode. So um, there's something that I always like carry with me a lot. And I always tell people. Um, so it's never laugh at someone. No, what the fuck? I just fucked that entire thing up. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, take two. <laughs> never laugh at someone smile or laugh because that's a way they express their joy. So basically, never like make fun of someone laugh or smile because it's the way they express their joy. Like that's just how they like. That's how happy they are. Don't never make fun of it. Like that's just how they express themselves. Especially like something that's like beautiful, like joy, like being joyful and being happy. Don't make fun of that, y'all. Like just don't. Just don't. Because people are just like, it's very hard to be joyful. It's very hard to be happy. So when you're in that place and you feel like that good feeling, you don't want nobody to sit up here and make fun of you or just being on some weird shit. So that's what I'm going to leave y'all with. So yeah. <laughs> Any last things to say, Sydney? Nope. That's it. As always, Black Millennial Podcast is produced by East Oak with writing by Jameer and Iman Matei of the Black Girl brunch podcast associate production by lee mack and janelle harper the music in this episode is by verbatim jones and nick samo thank you guys for listening to us i really appreciate every listen and stay black stay beautiful and please stay safe wear your mask and please social distance see you guys yes and have a great week and have a great start to your black history month be black as fuck this week Please, always. (laughs) Bye.